Are you closing 80%? Are you closing 20%? Are you a professional salesperson? Is this what you do for a living? Are you a business owner? There's no context in the question. So it's, it's impossible to answer outside of saying, what is it that you want? Because the productivity pack is a tool to help you get what you want. That's it. It's a tool to help you get what you want with the most leverage and the most out output. The key factor here is you have to know what you want. And if you don't know what you want, then the productivity pack is going to help you go really fast in circles. You have to figure out that first. What is the outcome? What's the target? And then from there, you're able to use this to move really quickly towards that target. You're listening to The Traffic and Funnel Show. Today, we are here with Taylor Welch, the creator of this product himself. We're with you guys, and we're broadcasting into our group on Facebook. Taylor, how are you doing today? I am doing so good. Life is so good. Everybody is freaking out, but the sun is shining, and there's still oxygen in the air, and life is just amazing. Oh, incredible, incredible. Well, bro, thank you so much for joining us today. We have some people, guests on us in our webinar today. They have submitted some questions. Firstly, let's just hit real quick, kind of what inspired you to start this productivity pack system before we dive into some questions? Uh, I have always like, so 2012, 2013, um, I was, I started getting into productivity and the getting, getting things done system was kind of becoming mainstream. And I was working at a church and if you've ever worked in ministry, you know, that there's they're always understaffed and there's always too much to do and not enough people. So I was trying to actually find out how to become more productive for that. Um, but as I grew and the business, I exited that, got into real estate, exited real estate, got into marketing, the business started growing and it was just me and Chris. We had one team member who was running ads and I was like, man, this is, I am working 80 hours a week. Like life is crazy. And I just kind of spun for a couple of years. And I remember having a conversation with Lindsay, who's my wife. And this was, this was maybe a year and a half, two years after we started the business and we had moved to Nashville and I was like, we need to, let's, let's talk about having kids because we wanted to wait, you know, five years and we waited five years after getting married and, you know, we're, we're financially healthy. Everything's, everything's growing. Uh, are you ready? And she's like, um, you know, can I be honest with you? And I was like, oh boy. Here we go. Uh, that's never, if, if, if it's preceded with, can I be honest with you, it's usually going to be difficult to accept uh, it first. Right. And she's like, I don't really want to have kids if it's just going to be me. It's like, what do you mean? She's like, we're never home. We're always stressed. We're always working. And I don't want to basically be a single parent. And I was like, you know, something needs to change. I have to figure something out. Uh, business was good. hundred Two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month of income. We were doing. We were. I, I had made it, but I hadn't actually taken care of the balance between having a healthy life at home and a healthy business at the same time. And so I started diving deep into how do I get everything I need to get done, but at the same time protect the people who really matter to me the most and protect the things that are way more important than business, which is the relationships that that I hold dear. And so I went through probably a dozen different formulas and started trying to figure out what to do. And ultimately I came up with the productivity pack. It took me about eight to nine months of testing. And yeah. That's fantastic. Well, Taylor, that's such an important aspect is the, the emotional side is like, 
if we're not available for actually the people that are most important in our lives, then it's like so much of what we're actually doing is not worth it. One of the common questions we get is how do you prioritize and decide what is most important to schedule into every day and every week and every month? Well, I think that depends on the business. It depends on the person, the role, what they're trying to do. Because if you are really trying to grow a team, then your most important thing is going to be different than if you're trying to start a business. So I'm not sure how to answer that question without more clarity on, you know, what I'm actually answering in terms of the criteria available. So. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. So one of the, the purchasers of our productivity pack um, asks, you know, often it takes me a lot longer to accomplish my tasks. And, you know, it's essential that, you know, I complete what I said I'm going to complete before I move on to the next thing. A lot of times my schedule just completely gets off throughout the day. Uh, should I assign more hours to start and complete my tasks or should I just only work when the time is blocked? You know, this is like saying it's, it's, it's a lot like saying, you know, I, I go to the gym and I'm, and I'm unable to lift as much weight as what I want to lift. Or, you know, I, I set aside so much time for this, but I've never done this before. And so it's, you don't have, you're going to get better with time. So when I first started, I, would, I was not tuned into how much time things actually took. I wasn't tuned into how much money things actually took. But over time, what you get is you get a better gut. You tune your gut and you tune up your assumptions by being diligent and consistent with this practice. And so after doing it for two years, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty accurate in that if I, if I think something's going to take me an hour and a half, it probably is going to take me an hour and a half. Whereas at the beginning, I would say, you know, this is going to take me 20 minutes. It's easy, but I wasn't able to factor in the experience of, of this practice day in and day out. So I think that that problem is, is likely going to go away. You just have to be consistent and diligent. Definitely. You know, having attended a lot of your sales meetings, I know one of the big lessons you like to drill into the team is just accuracy and projections. And so over time, I notice because I've filmed a lot of our sales meetings, our sales guys at the start, sometimes they'll, they'll project one thing. And over a few weeks, they realize, okay, they project much more accurately. And so just, yeah, like we, like you said, as we do this more and more, we get more accurate with our projections and we're able to better determine how long it will take us to complete the various tasks. Another question that we get, you know, you, in your productivity system, you talk a lot about pushing and pulling, push weeks, pull weeks, push days, pull days, kind of, can you give a breakdown for us of what that is and how you apply that into your productivity? Um, yeah, so it, this is personal preference. Um, some people don't like this, but this is what I like for my, for my schedule, I have moments where I have to be really, really, really intense and really creative. And I can't do that four weeks out of every month. You know, we'll have an event or something, or we'll have a big promotion and you guys, Derek will load me up to the max and I'll have to go in and produce a bunch of things. But what I've noticed is that too many weeks in a row where I am just drilling into the ground is, is not, it's not good for your creativity. And so what I've been doing is I'll have a week where, where I stack everything in. It's really intense. Maybe we have an event. I have a lot of things I'm going to produce. And I'll just work really hard. You know, I'll pull 40, uh, 40 plus 60 hours in that week. And it's communicated with the family. And, um, you know, I'll let Lindsay know. Like, I won't, I won't give her a play-by-play -play of my entire schedule. But I'll say this week is going to be really intense. i got a lot of stuff, a lot of meetings. And then I'll take a week where I'm maybe 
only 25 to 30 hours. Uh, it's a little less intense and I'm still working, but I'm not going crazy. And this allows your creativity reserves to replenish. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I've heard you even talk about it too on a daily, you know, each week you'll take kind of that singular pull day where it's a lag day. You can kind of plan the time to have your energy replenished in a, in a yeah. planned manner rather than just kind of hitting you unexpectedly. Yep, absolutely. Henry Hebron asks, how do you cope with distractions in your day? Like emails coming through, phone calls, et cetera. Uh, I don't keep email open. And probably the biggest distraction to me is Facebook. So I go, it's a zero balance budget for my calendar. Uh, my calendar and, and Derek, you, Derek's a great person to ask because he'll put things on my calendar and he can see, you can attest to this, certain weeks, there's nothing, there's no space there. There's no room. Everything is, and then certain weeks I've got nothing. So Derek, you're seeing the push pull right there, but everything goes in my calendar. And if I'm, if I've got in my calendar to finish the memo, then I'm sitting down and I'm finishing the memo and I don't have Facebook open. I don't have mail. And then nobody's gonna, nobody's barging in. Most of our distractions are not forced upon us. They're allowed upon us. It's a big difference. So yeah. how do you cope with distractions? Well, you don't allow them first and foremost, but you can't, it's, it's really hard to do that. If you don't have something telling you, here's what you're supposed to be doing right now, 30 minutes later. Okay. Here's what you're supposed to be doing right now. Um, if you don't have that, you're just completely at the whim of whatever agendas other people have for you. Absolutely. One of the things I appreciate a lot about our company and our team is, you know, we sit in at end of day reviews, a lot of us. And one of the questions is, did I control my calendar today? How much yep. did I control my calendar? And like you said, if we don't have that vision of exactly what we're going to be doing, we're just getting swayed by every single thing that comes into our day. Someone sends us an email or a Facebook message. We don't have something locked in that we're already doing and said and planned. We're just going to get kind of tossed around. So that's yep. awesome. Someone asked about kind of what are your thoughts about context switching, context switching and batching. Um, you kind of answered it in the previous question. Do you have any other thoughts on context switching? It, it still goes down to your calendar because your calendar is what really protects you from context switching. You know, if you don't want to switch context, then don't, put something new in your calendar every 20 minutes, like put it, put something in there for two hours. Um, I've done a lot of study on this, reading books like deep work and how, how like flow states and things like that. You have to put more time blocked out. And I think a lot of people don't have a calendar or they disregard the calendar. And so they end up switching back and forth and back and forth. And it's, it's really their fault. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. So one of the big things that people have asked in that, uh, they'd like to know is kind of the difference between digital planning systems and physical written with a pen. Um, why did you choose to do this with a, with a physical notebook rather than just handling it all, you know, on some online platform? Um, I've studied how the brain processes information and you have a better click when it's physical. You have better memory retrieval when it's physical. Um, the process of your hand writing something actually prints it in the brain differently than typing it out. hundred percent. Love that. Yeah. Cause I know we, we, we hear, we learn so different percentages of the things that we do. So when we physically write something, it's just, it just has a better impact on our mind. I'm sure this might be a little bit subjective, but 
if you, how would you allocate time every day if you were to start a new coaching business and looking to grow your first 30, 30K a month organically uh, and you only had three hours a day, how would you allocate your time to be most productive in accomplishing that goal? Uh, I would take different days of the week and allocate them to different things. So maybe you take Monday, Wednesday for sales calls and then Tuesday, Thursday, Friday for, or Tuesday, Thursday for leads, lead generation, and then Fridays, you service the business and, and take care of clients. It doesn't have to be that exact uh, model, but you could take days attached or now comes to those days and get into a process or rhythm. Taylor, is there anything else you wanted to talk about today about productivity? Nope. I think uh, the, the, the formula is good. The format is, is good. It's been tested by several thousand people. Our staff in all companies use it. Um, I think that you're going to get as much out of it as what you put into it. And everybody says that because they copied it from some other person. But this is one of those cases where it's legitimate. You can't get anything out of it if you don't implement the system. So implement the system, give yourself four months and go from there. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for chatting. Um, we got one more quick question, Taylor, before we wrap this up. Scott Hess asks, how do you manage working after normal working hours when you have a family? Um, it is hit or miss because with a family at home, um, you know, I try to keep my work away from home as much as I can. And if you don't have an office, I think that it makes it a lot harder because you're just at home all the time. But one of the best investments that I made was getting an office four years ago, uh, or three years ago, actually, not even that long, getting an office, getting somewhere that you can go for work and then home is for home. And yes, everybody has different opinions on this, but I like home being home. It's family. And I don't, you know, I try not to mix the two a lot. And, you know, right now, unfortunately, people have to because everyone's working at home. But the best investment you can make is getting somewhere that you can go work that is not going to compete with family time. Totally. One of my favorite pieces of advice, and you've talked about on balance before is you don't fully agree with balance being, you know, 50% life balance, 50% work, et cetera. You're kind of the 100% in work right now person. And then 100% be with your family kind of person. And that's a yes. better description of balance for you. I, I really, I like that. Yeah. We do have a few more questions rolling in. Do you still have some time? Yep. Let's do it. We'll just cool. take the next 10 minutes, bang them out. Awesome, man. So if you do get off track, what's your ritual or routine to sort of get back on track? Uh, if you get off track with eating, you don't have a ritual to get back on eating. You just get a grip and you get back on track. I think that this question is probably this person is more, they're not struggling with getting back on track. They're struggling with having a lower, a lower, uh, vision. The, the reasons that they have for getting back on track are not powerful enough. If you are stuck in the middle of the road and there's a semi coming at you and you're just standing there. How do you motivate yourself? What ritual do you go through to get out of the way of danger? <laughs> There's a lot of biological things happening, but you just so you, go. <laughs> you just you just do it because the reason is pretty strong. It's pretty powerful. Now, the, the analogy here fits because a lot of people will get distracted, but man, they don't really have a clear outcome. They don't really have a clear vision. They don't have strong whys. They don't have strong reasons for why they need to get back on track. And so they're, they're struggling not because they don't have good rituals or disciplines. They're struggling because their reasons suck and they really 
they don't have any reason to get back on track. That's the problem. Gotcha. Totally. Makes sense. What are your best strategies when it comes to managing your energy throughout a demanding day? Um, so this is a biological question. One of the things that you want to do is make sure you can uh, eat the right things. You don't like, it depends on how, how deep we want to go into. Let me give you the hacks first and foremost. Um, here are the hacks. And the, the fundamentals are so boring. Nobody wants to talk about it, but you have to eat the right things. You have to drink plenty of water. But I go on a walk after lunch. I'll walk for five to 10 minutes. Helps you with digestion. And usually I'll take like a 12 minute nap right after lunch as well. And I drink a cup of coffee, lay down and take a 12 minute nap. Not everyone can do this, but if you can get away with it, you should definitely try to do it. The nap is less important than the walking. The walking is the king because that actually distributes energy better in the afternoon and you're not going to lose energy after you eat. Um, but outside of that, I mean, if you eat a bunch of carbs at lunch, you're probably going to get tired. Um, keeping your, your routines in place in the morning and the evening so your sleep is good. Sleep is the number one hack you can ever have for increased in energy. Uh, all of those things are going to help. So good. Yeah, I've noticed even in my own personal life, it's just the consistency with those things every single day that really adds yep. up to your energy levels, just gradually increasing over time to where anything can come at you and you've got it. So we've got other questions rolling in and it's uh, Bogdan says, what's the best way to establish what to put on my tasks? What would get me closer to my goals? Example, if I have to write between writing a new Facebook ad or writing an organic post, et cetera. Uh, do both because the productivity pack will let you do both. And I would think some of that depends on what his own priorities are and where he's at with his business. Yep. Would you agree? Yep. Awesome. And some, um, Angelo asks us how many calls do, does our team take per day? Uh, hundreds. Yeah. Probably two to 3000 per month. And are they all, is the whole sales team, is everyone at RTF staff implementing this system? Yep. Fantastic. How would you structure your day if you had to start all over basically to reach a 10K a month? Uh, 10K a month is me working two hours a month. Um, <laughs> I mean, 10K a month is, is a ridiculously low goal. And I don't mean that judgmentally. I mean, get a coach, get a mentor, hire somebody, hire us, like let us help you build that out because- 10K a month could be two clients. It could be three clients. It could be one client. And, um, you know, you're not, you're not going to go from zero to 10K a month with increased productivity. You're going you're gonna to have to figure out the right things to do. Being more productive on stupid things is not going to make you more money. So yeah. if the goal is getting to 10K a month, I'm assuming you're not at 10K a month now, which means more productivity will not help you. The right things to do are going to help you. And so I would get into a program with somebody that you trust, it doesn't have to be us, but it has to be someone. Don't don't spin around and waste your life trying to, to figure out how to get to such a small goal when that's that's probably just a singular stepping stone to a bigger goal. Um, but you know, if 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 we wanted to, let's say we wanted to go from from nothing right now, let's take sales mentor. We started sales mentor really. We started ramping it up about four months ago. It's, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a month right now, and. Yeah. Uh, the way we did that is we just took the top things that were, we knew were proven to make money and we spent 80% of our time on those things, which is 
advertising and sales. That's it. Once you have the offer, you just need to learn how to do those two things. Perfect. Love that. And Taylor, our last question here today is, hey, I have five to eight calls per day. seems like I'm drowning. How many calls is a good day to be able to fully focus? For me, no calls because I built the team. Um, and I can do the same amount of revenue now that with nothing, with no calls that I used to do with, with 10 calls a day. So I think, again, this is a question that you need to look at. What do you want? Is, do you enjoy this? Do you like taking calls? Um, and if so, then just limit yourself down to four or five. But there's so many variables in this of like, are you closing 80%? Are you closing 20%? Are you a professional salesperson? Is this what you do for a living? Are you a business owner? There's no context in the question. So it's, it's impossible to answer outside of saying, what is it that you want? Because the productivity pack is a tool to help you get what you want. That's it. It's a tool to help you get what you want with the most leverage and the most output. The key factor here is you have to know what you want. And if you don't know what you want, then the productivity pack is going to help you go really fast in circles. So you have to figure out that first. What is the outcome? What's the target? And then from there, you're able to use this to move really quickly towards that target. Does that make sense? Yes, 100%. It's been a great tool for me personally. I know it has for you and our whole team. Thank you for making it. Thank you for joining us today and this live Q&A, Taylor. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up? Nope. Love you guys. It's rock and roll. See ya. Thanks for listening. For more from Chris and Taylor, visit trafficandfunnels.com and get a free gift just for being a subscriber. That's trafficandfunnels.com. I believe the number one determining factor over having a life of growth and surplus abundance and momentum is actually the way that you think every single day for three to four minutes. Let me start your day by teaching you how world-class producers, the sharpest, brightest, highest income, most influential people in the world think, and they think about their money, their lives, their influence, problems, setbacks, and everything in between. This is a fascinating daily podcast, and it's going to be really, really quick, and it's really, you think about it like a vitamin or a supplement for you to take every single morning. Look, everybody takes supplements and vitamins for their, for their physical health, but even more importantly is your mental health and your mental toughness and the way you think about moving forward. It's dailymindmedicine.com is the URL. It's absolutely free. Go subscribe, dailymindmedicine.com. I'll see you over there.